Welcome to Stepping Into the Light with Julia Treat, a weekly podcast devoted to helping you open up to your own unique abilities so you can receive loving and supportive messages from your loved ones, angels, and guides. Hello, my beautiful friend. I am honored to be able to spend this time with you, and I truly want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your energy with me. Today I would like to read a chapter from my book, Stepping into the Light, the miraculous ways that our loved ones, angels, and guides are able to let us know they are near. I will be reading from chapter 27, and the title is Kate's Imaginary Friends. Over the years, I've met many unique and amazing children while working as a speech pathologist. I have always focused on each child's unique gifts and abilities, never on his or her disability. I always felt it a big part of my mission to help parents see all of their child's amazing abilities and help them believe in infinite possibilities, rather than falling into the beliefs that their child was somehow broken and would never reach his or her true potential. I gained the trust of many parents, and I had a special bond with so many of the children I saw. I felt so much love for them, and I knew that they felt the same for me. Many of the children who have come across my path have had the gift of sensing spirit, and parents would often speak about their child's imaginary friends. I was pretty good at knowing which parents were open to what might really be going on, and I was very careful about which ones I approached about the subject. Nonetheless, whether or not I felt that the parents were open or not, I would always suggest that they encourage their children to play with these friends as it was helping them tap into their imagination. I knew that some of them were actually having conversations with deceased loved ones, angels, and guides. But like I said, that's not something every parent is eager to hear. One little girl in particular comes to mind. Kate had an amazing connection, and I was in awe of her abilities. Although she was only two years old at the time, she was definitely an old soul. Kate knew things and said things that just don't normally come out of a two-year-old's mouth. Her mother was quite aware of her uniqueness and often wondered if there was more going on in that tiny little head than she could ever imagine. Little Kate warmed up to me quickly, and we became close friends in no time. Kate's mother was both surprised and impressed with how quickly Kate warmed up to me. She told me that she generally acted shy with adults, but I guess she just looked at me as a big kid who came to play with her once a week. Kate was a bit behind in her expressive language skills, and although it was considered to be a significant delay at the time, I knew Kate would make big strides in no time. She was eager to play and learn, 
and would do just about anything I asked of her. As Kate's mother and I got to know each other, we became quite close. During one of my visits, Kate's mother began telling me that Kate often walked around the house talking to her imaginary friends. She said that she would have long, drawn-out conversations with them and that it really appeared as if she was talking to someone. Kate's mother finally confided in me one day. You might think I'm crazy, but I think Kate might be talking to some of my family members. I was tickled to death to hear Kate's mother utter those words, as I had always felt that Kate had the ability to connect with the spirit world. Oh my gosh, I said, do you have any idea what else I do? Kate's mother looked puzzled as she replied, no. I am a medium, and I have the ability to connect with angels and people who have passed, I answered. Kate's mother looked astonished at what I had just told her, and we both just started laughing. I don't think you're crazy, I said. I think you're right on. I believe Kate has the ability to sense spirit around her. Kate's mother looked relieved that someone believed her. I'm sure it wasn't easy deciding to come out about her daughter's special abilities with her daughter's speech therapist. But I'm thrilled that she felt comfortable enough to do so. I told Kate's mom that I had felt for quite some time that Kate was talking with deceased family members and possibly even guides, but didn't know how to bring it up in conversation. The cat was out of the bag finally, and now we could talk openly about just how amazing little Kate was. Kate was so sensitive even to sounds, tastes, textures, and energy in general. I had always been concerned that Kate would receive a diagnosis of autism or Asperger's syndrome because she was a little quirky. Kate was just different, that's all. And she was a young person with amazing intuitive abilities. Kate's mother and I talked for so long that day. She had so many questions about her daughter's abilities and was eager to learn the best way to help her. Do you know who Kate is talking to, she asked. Yes, I said. She talks with an older couple. They are a husband and wife, and I believe they're your aunt and uncle. They sit at the dining room table sometimes and drink coffee. I walked over and pointed to the chairs where I saw the two sitting as I gave her the two names I was hearing. Oh my God, she exclaimed. That's where my aunt and uncle always sat. This is their house, and those are their names. She let out a nervous giggle, and I quickly put her at ease. They're not still here like ghosts or anything like that, I told her. They come and go and are two of Kate's guides. They watch over her as they know just how special she is. They help her. Kate's mother paused for a moment and then said, but they never knew her. I explained that loved ones often act as guides, 
for us and for our children. And they can even act as guides for generations to come. They were in your family line, I told her. They will help anyone who needs them. Kate's mother seemed relieved as I told her that her aunt and uncle had been with Kate since birth. They will never leave her side, I said. They assure you of this. Kate's mother and I would talk many more times. She was fascinated with Kate's abilities and seemed to be noticing so much more after our initial conversation. I feel that there is someone else Kate talks to, she said one day. Oh, there are several, I replied. And I assured her that they were all beings of light and that they were all helping Kate. I even see Archangel Michael, I said. He comes and talks to Kate and teaches her things. He said she's bossy. We both just started laughing hysterically because Kate was known to be a little bossy to her siblings and even to her imaginary friends. She was always telling them what to do and how to do it. I know it must be difficult sometimes, but try not to be scared or nervous about Kate's abilities. She is here to do amazing things, and she is here to share her light with the world, I told her mother. Kate's mother once again looked relieved as she was beginning to realize that her daughter was an amazing light. I just can't wait to see what she does, she said proudly. Over the next few months, Kate's mother became more and more relaxed. Although she had been brought up Catholic and was taught that what was happening with her daughter was something perhaps evil or dark, she said she felt such a sense of calmness about the whole thing. I only feel love when Kate is talking to my aunt and uncle, she told me. I can feel them with her, and I know that they are guiding her on her journey. Kate's mother followed one of the suggestions I had given her early on. She posted pictures of her aunt and uncle where her daughter could see them. She said that Kate waves at the pictures every time she passes by and often stops and talks to them. It's funny, she said. When I put the pictures up initially, Kate walked by and said, Oh, hi, as if she'd known them forever. I told her that she did. It was such an amazing experience to watch Kate as she connected with some of her guides, her great aunt and her uncle. It was even more amazing to watch her mother accept and embrace Kate's gifts. I truly can't wait to see what becomes of Kate, as I know that she is destined to do amazing things. Thank you for allowing me to read you that chapter. And I just wanted to add a little bit about this. I can't even begin to tell you how many readings I've done where it's come through that children or grandchildren of the client that is sitting across from me is connecting with departed loved ones. Clients come in so um, sad, distraught, 
you know, missing their loved one and having this idea or this feeling that they've missed out on everything with the children or grandchildren. And it just isn't so. They are a part of everything. Your loved one who is passed from this human existence is still alive, uh, bigger than ever. Your loved one is at every event, is by your, your side, by your child's side, your grandchild's side. They are helping, teaching, guiding, watching over. They aren't missing a thing. I often suggest to clients that they go home and put up pictures. Make sure that there is a picture up of the loved one that they feel is missing things. And, and just be open to see what happens. Perhaps their child or grandchild will begin to talk to the picture, wave to the picture, or just look at it from time to time. And even if it does not happen, I assure you that your loved one is not missing a thing. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And I'm asking if you would please rate and review this podcast. I would truly be grateful. I am sending so much love and light to you right now and asking the angels to hold you close. God bless. Thank you so much for listening to Stepping Into the Light. If you like what you heard, please share this podcast with your family and friends. And be sure to visit Julia's website at juliatreat.com to sign up for monthly cyber swag, including meditations, rituals, readings, and lots of other life-changing stuff straight to your inbox. It's free.